right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management, we talk about rehab after surgery, we talk about improved mobility, and we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. Anju, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Well, I thank you very much for asking. I'm doing well as well. I don't know. If, can I say that? As well as well? I just did. So put that in your book. All right. Before we get into the conversation, listeners, remember to go out to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. That should be your first, uh, I mean, if you're looking for answers, CoraPhysicalTherapy.com, that is your first place where you need to just start to go. And it's easy to navigate. And so it's it's not irritating that way. It's easy to navigate and it, it, it has a lot of great information. Right, Anju? Absolutely. All right. For the listeners out there. Give us a little background on who Anju Deer is. I am a physical therapist in our Carolina clinic. I'm a board certified specialist in orthopedical therapy. I also have certifications in manual therapy and dry needling. I've been a PT for over 15 years and I absolutely love what I do. You know, what's funny is everybody that I've spoken to who is is in the PT field, they all love it. And I, 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 I'm telling you, I'll sit up and take notice if somebody says, ah, I'm just bored. And that doesn't happen in your field. There is no way it happens in your field. Why did you get involved? Why, why did you decide to become, because it is PT Awareness Month, why did you, Anju, decide that I want to be a PT? always drawn to healthcare as a profession. I'm caring and want to take care of uh, patients. In terms of physical therapy, my grandma, when she was aging, I was in high school, she was pretty disabled, bedbound, and I felt that there needs to be more for our aging population to get them moving. And I did my uh, physical therapy education. I started it in India, and it was not very popular back then. It was not very commonplace for everyone to get physical therapy when needed. So that was my big push to spread awareness of physical therapy in aging population back home. So you you uh, you became a, a PT in India, right? Where did you go to school? I went to school in India, in New Delhi. I did my bachelor's. Um, education is slightly different in India. We do... Uh, you can become a doctor right after high school. So you do your uh, like pre-med. Yeah. In, high, in high school, you do physics, chemistry, biology, what you do at undergrad level here. Wow. And then yeah, at 18, you might be in medical school. So You're like a thing. Doogie Hauser, man. Yeah, you save so much time. I loved it. So yeah. I was going to PT school after high school, did four and a half years of bachelor's in physical therapy. Then I, my interest was in orthopedics. So I did my master's in orthopedics. Uh, that was also in Delhi. Then after moving to US, I actually just this year, I completed my transitional uh, doctorate in physical therapy. I'll tell you, man, it, it, uh, PT and the profession of PT is never 
you, you never lack the little things after your name. I mean, it's like certification this and yeah, I did yeah. this and I got that. And I, but that tells me a lot about uh, just the, the profession of people. It, it always changes. There's always ways of new ways of uh, treating people. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it never stops. Uh, oh, absolutely. No evidence. New evidence is coming out every day. I'm like impressed by amount of information uh, that's out there from when I went to school to now. Yeah. How much things have changed and how much I've learned along the way. When I was a fresh graduate versus now, I mean, what I see is the importance of keeping up with your education, doing those continuing ed courses, and our profession does a great job. We are required to attend 30 hours of continuing education uh, courses every year, every other year, so that keeps us up to date. And that's a good thing. I, I don't want to go to a, a I don't want to go to a PT that has uh, 1980 skills. I want I want current PT guy or girl Bye. or person. It doesn't really matter. I want current person. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, PT, which is interesting because you've been in the profession for so uh, so many years and not long. I mean, uh, uh, clearly she's got many more years ahead of her, so don't even start calling me. But um You've seen a lot of changes, and one of the things that I want to talk a little bit about is this whole concept behind PT First. What does that mean? PT First is a new movement, not just in U.S., or worldwide. WCPT is also recognizing the importance of physical therapists as first care providers. There's a lot of research coming out that when patients seek physical therapy first, instead of going to a primary care physician or or a specialist for their common pain. They save a lot of money on health cost, on avoiding expensive imaging, prescription medication, and they're back on their feet faster. And physical therapists are well poised to make that determination of how to treat a patient, but they're not taking it away from medical doctors. We're not trying to replace them in any any, any way. We are just trained with our doctorate level education. We are trained to screen a patient and determine if they are appropriate to be in my clinic. If it is a musculoskeletal condition, I can handle it. We save those extra steps of having them go, jump through the hoops of healthcare system. But if during my screening, I feel, mm, I'm not sure if this is a common back pain, if it's coming from joints or muscles, or yeah. if I'm suspicious of something more serious or some visceral pathology, could it, could it be coming from stomach? Could it be coming from lungs? If I'm suspicious of that, I am trained to screen for those systems and refer the right. patient out. I'm not going to diagnose. I'm not going to say you have this going on with your lungs. My job is to figure out, do you belong in my clinic? If not, which doctor I should send you to? <laughs> See, that's pretty good. I, I, because my question would be, I, I, I've got a, a sore shoulder. I, I, I don't know. I, slept on it wrong. I don't know what it is, but I, I can, but it's not going away. And it's sort of caused me it, now it's keeping me awake at night, whatever it might be. And I can go to a, um, core facility and say, yep, my shoulder. And then that's where you can, uh, diagnose to a, the best of your ability and, and say, yep, Oh, we can help you. And that's a great thing. I don't have to. And then, and then what you're also saying is that no, I think it might be something a little bit more. Uh, here, here's a doctor. So exactly. that's how it sort of rolls. Hmm. 
I, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot because, because, you know, you sit there and you, you, I, I'm not getting any younger. So I always have aches and pains, but I always work out doc on it on you. I do. I am so proud of you. Movement is medicine. I learned that for that from you guys too. <laughs> and it's true. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll go, gosh, gosh, again, you, you, you're stiff. Why don't you get some, uh, get up and move in it. And it works every time, every time. Now, a common challenge out there, common, and it's me too, is the differentiation of PT, uh, you know, the, the, the chiropractor, uh, a massage. I, I, I don't, how does PT differ from all of those other professions and why that's important? To me, personally, the way we differ from other healthcare providers you mentioned is are into active rehab. We want to involve in things for every patient that walks through my door. In my 15 years of experience, I'm yet to find two patients with same exact everything. Human beings are so complex. There are so many factors, socioeconomic factors, job stress, personality. All those factors determine how I'm going to treat a patient. Or two patients with the same exact symptoms, my treatment approach may be very different. If one patient is highly apprehensive, I need to earn their trust first before I can put my hands on them. Versus another patient who says, hey, can you just put some pressure here and make me feel better? You know, everyone is different. And PTs will spend 45 minutes to an hour on day one trying to get to know you. We'll start with the thorough history taking, perform a screen, I was, as I was saying. Before I do anything to your shoulder joint, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, which may get annoying because shoulder pain could be coming from heart. It could be coming from liver or gallbladder. And I don't want to <laughs> be the one to miss that. So mm -hmm. my question about your general cardiovascular history, I'll check your blood pressure to screen for that as well. After all that, I'll jump into my examination. And then my examination is specific to how the joint is moving, how yeah. weak or tight the muscles are. And then my treatment is going to be targeted to that. And as I was saying, I want to promote active rehab. By active rehab, I mean I want to treat, teach my patient to listen to their body. I want to teach them what's the root cause. I don't want to just fix it for them. They have to fix right. it. They have to take ownership. I can facilitate the process. I can use my hands to give them some relief. But then that window of relief, when the patient is doing right kind of exercises, they're going to get lasting benefits. That's what's going to make a change. And that's what's going to prevent it from coming back. So I want to enable every patient to manage their own symptoms. Yeah, see, and, and, and you touched the I mean, you can you can deliver the treatments. You you definitely have the skill sets to make that happen and evaluate. That's all good. It always gets down to that person, right? It just does, and 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 following through and uh, and it's it's. But that's with anything, right? It's just with anything. How do you encourage that individual if you notice that individual is not listening to what you say? That's a tricky one, but it's a very common scenario. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah, so I will show them before and after. I will show them benefits of exercise, just like yeah. I show them benefits of my treatment. 
I'll show them, okay, let me see you do this stretch or let me see you do this exercise. And before that exercise, I'll have them do an activity that's affected. Like if they cannot get up from the chair without using their hands or they have pain in their hip or knee with the activity and I train them to strengthen some muscle or activate that muscle and I cue them, okay, now use that muscle and now try it. And 99% of the time patients will say, hey, that's easier, I could do it. And when they get that positive reinforcement that by doing the right thing, they're able to get rid of their pain on their own or by doing the right exercise. Uh, we use directional preference exercises for our low back pain patients. So by doing some gentle range of motion in one direction, their pain disappears from their leg. You have the buy-in right there. Patients are like, okay, that's all I need to do. This five minutes of exercise is giving me so much relief. So they can integrate it in their daily routine. That's another thing. Patients often complain, I don't have time to do an hour of exercise session at home. I have things to do. So I will integrate it in their daily activities. Okay, while you're brushing, go on your tippy toes. Do your exercises. Yeah, while yeah. You're stopped at a red light. Do your neck exercises. People may think you're funky, but who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Check I mean, in. You, you're, you, you touch on a lot of really good points. And, and uh, you're not that busy. Listener, you're not that busy for 5, 10, 15 minutes of yeah. of exercise because exercise is or well just movement is what did i say what did i say movement is i'll say something motion is motion how's that yeah there you go and 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 it works and it does and and i always play this mental game with me and it's it's just 10 minutes right i gotta get out i gotta go and work out 10 minutes 10 minutes you have 10 minutes and then i'll go to the gym and i'll work out and it always turns out to be longer but it you make that commitment, you do it, and you you have the rest of Cora encouraging you to do it. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let me ask you this. Because I am getting older, I don't want to have every ache and aches and pain. I don't know how to make how do I determine whether I better get to uh, a, a core facility and, and get evaluated? How how do I make that call as a as a person? Most states have uh, some sort of direct access uh, rules. What that means is most states will allow a patient to go directly to a physical therapist without needing a medical doctor's order. And it comes back to physical therapist skill set of knowing if a patient belongs to my clinic or not. We are able to screen a patient and send them if needed, which is rare. But when it is needed, I, I've sent patients out a few times where I felt, no, you don't belong here. I've found patients with uh, progressive neurological uh, damage, and that's an indication like, oh, you don't need, I don't need to be moving you. You need to get this checked out. I've had patients where they ended up getting MRIs and they found out they had some cord compression. So with direct access rules, patients can come directly to physical therapist, oh, PT. Okay. They don't really need a medical doctor's order. And for certain insurances, if it is needed, we can take care of it at our end. You come talk to us. We can do a complimentary screen for 15 minutes and figure out if a formal full physical therapy evaluation is warranted or if we need to send you to another provider. And if it, a full PT evaluation is warranted and we need an order, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll contact your doctor and we'll get the order. See, I like that. 
And I like the fact that you just threw out uh, complimentary screening at the, uh, everybody's always wondering, Hey, what's it going to, what's the hitch? What's the, what's the catch out here? And, and, and no, no, you're just trying. That's what's great about uh, Cora and uh, the professionals there. And I, I think you get, do have the best interest of uh, the, of the patient or the individual, whatever, whatever it might be. And I like that. I like that a lot. Now, I see another benefit and, and help me understand it. I mean, it's so easy for me to go to a doctor, say, I got a bay, I got something uh, my back is a little sore here. Test, take these pills and, and move along. Sometimes they just, they just prescribe, but your, the, the approach, what you guys take is, is something completely different. Can you expand upon that a little bit? On prescribing the, exercises or yeah yeah as opposed to just going right to the opioid or whatever it might be the pain reliever you can there's a lot of beauty with with the exercise component go ahead absolutely uh, our brain is capable of generating opioids 10 times stronger than any prescription medication out there shut the front door i didn't know that yeah if we can turn on your internal pharmacy you don't need that artificial synthetic opioid stuff. Uh, I didn't know that, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is that that runner's, that false runner's high? No way. That's a false runner's high. I'm telling you, I've tried to get that runner's high. It never happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. I didn't know that, but, yeah. but you're able to, uh, through treatment to be able to, uh, at least, I, I'm a big fan of it. I, I, Long ago, mm-hmm. I was uh, doing line work. And, uh, I climbed towers, climbing towers. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't climbing towers. I was sitting in a truck and we were looking at towers, right? And then just that mm-hmm. that sedentary move from climbing towers and then into a truck looking at towers, uh, I, I all of a sudden, my back just, just was in pain. And I just didn't understand. I'm not doing anything, right? Yeah. I was able to go to a PT, do some exercise. And to this day, I haven't had any back problems outside of the normal stuff. It's because I always think of the same exercises that, that my uh, PT said, do this. I do it all the time. Awesome. That's what back PTs did in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That brings me back to importance of exercise and how else, in addition to the internal pharmacy or opioid production, even gentler exercises can make an impact. If we think about how the medication works, most of the medications you're going to get prescribed are either NSAIDs, anti-inflammatories, or opioids. Anti-inflammatories are going to work great if there's inflammation. So many times there's no inflammation. You know, you're right about always that. Inflamed, it's so many times it's just hypermobility. Your joint is not moving well, and your PT can... Get it, get it going. With manual therapy, we can start mobilizing. And once you have the motion, then once you have the mobility, we teach you the right stretch, right exercise to maintain it on your own. That's a beautiful thing. I like, I like the fact that uh, direct access is available. I like the fact that you have coreofphysicaltherapy.com. You can take advantage of that. I like the fact that because of direct access, I could get get and contact people like you, and and really begin experiencing relief if i'm in pain or whatever or a roadmap to relief and and that's a great thing I, you, you don't have i don't have to be out on my own i have uh, i have the ability to contact you guys i have a team 
Yes. <laughs> PT team. All right. How do people get a hold of you if they want to? If they said, gosh, she's she she's pretty good. I want to talk to her. Just give us a call. Just We're pick up the phone. You, yeah, you're in you're in North Carolina. La Lewisburg, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's suburb. It's uh, it's not too far from Raleigh. I do get patients from Raleigh. Like we don't want to go in traffic, we'll go away from traffic and come come to the Oh, all the way from India to Lewisburg, North Carolina. Quite go, a journey. Yeah, go figure. How about that? All right. Thank you very much, Anjubet, for being on the uh, In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. All right, listeners. Remember, again, if you didn't get it from this particular conversation, I'm going to reiterate it. Corephysicaltherapy.com is your first stop location if you are absolutely interested in finding out more information. It's a great site. Great people. I guarantee you, you will find the answers you need. If, if not, just a place to go. It's, it's a good place. All right. Aju, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Scott. All right, listeners, thank you very much for joining In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. We're going to also have another great conversation with another professional PT because it is PT Month. So stay tuned.